Hi, I'm Lisa Mirable with Moving You Into the Future, and I'm here with Jack Maseka. Today, we'll be talking about the mass exodus from big cities. Joe Rogan, Tesla, and other companies are leaving the city. In this podcast, we'll go into the details and why. Hi, Jack. How are you? I'm good, Lisa. How are you doing? It's good to see you again. Nice to see you. So, so many companies are leaving the cities. I mean, I have articles upon articles in front of me. We have even companies paying their employees to, to relocate because of the um, expenses that they've been incurring. And now with the pandemic, there's really no need to be in these large cities. Right. Yeah. And um, it, it's really interesting to see and for it to be in, you know, my area of expertise uh, to, to assist, you know, people and companies through this transition, you know, this, this, this very unforeseen transition and, and, uh, you know, a different way of looking at work and where people are working. It, it's all been very interesting and, um, you know, exciting for me. Uh, I, I really enjoy seeing this, this new migration of people and the new ways people are working. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. So now with OMA, I know the Advanced Group is a founding member of OMA. You're able to do these moves seamlessly. Is that correct? Yeah, everywhere. So like, you know, we mentioned Tesla before. As a matter of fact, our, our OMA partner in California uh, handles the Tesla account. And, um, you know, again, that, that makes that transition from California to Texas, you know, for them much easier because they can still be relied upon to do the work and be that point of contact for them. Uh, you know, even in Texas, and and they know that they have reliable partners there. Uh, you know, and the same goes for us. You know, for the uh, companies who are in New York City thinking about relocating their operations to you know different um, cities in, in in the United States, we we can help out with that and, and make it a lot easier for them. So, where are they going? What are the trends that you're seeing in in real estate and in really companies moving? I mean, it's definitely true. Uh, a lot of people and companies leaving California to Texas, you know, in my years in the industry, I've really never seen anything like that. And, and specifically, California to Texas, you know, not California to you see a little bit of like Nevada and Arizona, mm -hmm. and, and those type of places. But really, you know, strictly California to Texas. And one of the funny things is people just assume that it's Austin, because it is right. the most liberal city there and has the most, I guess, aligned ideologies, you know, with California. And it is a tech hub. So when exactly. you talk about a lot of um, tech companies, I know they've been moving down there as well. But it's actually Dallas-Fort Worth that has seen like the biggest growth. Really? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's a lot to do with their already established metropolitan area, um, as well as I think they have more like um, industrial and warehouse space there okay. comparative to Austin. But, you know, both, both cities saw significant growth, you know, this last year for sure. Uh, but it's it's interesting to think that. Or, Not to jump on top yeah. of that, but um, I also read that uh, Columbus, Ohio, yep. um, Florida, yep. obviously, uh, for the West Nashville. Coast, I mean, for the East Coast, Nashville, um, all of these cities Charlotte. are growing. Yeah. Charlotte, um, Charleston. Oh, yeah. I also heard uh, Charleston's growth has been exponential during the pandemic as well. Yeah, and it is. And, you know, companies are being very strategic now. Uh, and, you know, what we're seeing really is an evolution of work and an evolution of the workplace and where people can do it. One of the things that was really accelerated by this pandemic was the fact that, you know, people can work from anywhere. A lot of companies had these, um, you know, just, just were a little worried about the, the fact that if employees are working from home, they're not being productive. And they saw through this pandemic, that's not the case. You know, employees are, are productive working from home and they can get their job done efficiently and to the standard that's necessary. So now 
companies are reshaping their office space and, the, and you know, the way they work. I think a lot of um, CEOs, VPs, and heads of operation are looking at their leases and they're trying to figure out whether or not, you know, it would pay for their company to move. What are some of those factors that they should consider when making that decision? Well, obviously, it's the tax implications, probably number one, certainly. But, you know, beyond that, it is what type of growth are in these cities? You know, you, you mentioned some like Nashville and, and, and Florida and, and Austin, obviously, Columbus. You know, what type of growth, what type of, uh, you know, employees can we hire there? Are they qualified, you know, employees? Are they close to colleges where you're getting a lot of young employees that can come out and start working? And, you know, that's a lot of the uh, numbers that they're looking at. And, 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 you know, seeing, you know, how can we make this work in these different areas so that, you know, it's not just us benefiting the executives and things of that nature, but also employees as well. And, um, you know, there's a lot of different ways to go about it, whether it's subleasing space or uh, shared office space. And, you know, one of the ways that we can really help with that is, is more so not even from a uh, moving standpoint, but really from like an uh, IT standpoint and getting those different networks set up and, uh, you know, a lot of different workplace strategy uh, services that, that we can provide to, to, you know, make it work for them. But, you know, because of my experience in the shared office space co-working sector, I understand it very, very intimately and, and can provide a lot of insight into that. That's one good thing that the Advanced Group always does offer is that consultative sale. Um, you know, really being a partner, I think, with the company that's moving and looking for um, the planning, you know, really holding their hand through the planning stages. Right. So what are the things that you need to consider in that plan? So you mentioned you mentioned tech, obviously, technology. You mentioned maybe a sublease. Right. Um, what, what about when it comes to... Um, just how long does right. it take and what that transition would look like? Do you help plan that transitional period, so to speak, where some are maybe in New York, some are in right. Florida? You know, how, what what does the advanced group so do it's, in that area? It, it, you know, it, it does depend a lot on what the client is looking for in that regard. Like, you know, for example, how many employees are we going to relocate down here? You know, how many new employees are we going to hire? We can be very strategic and, again, just a beacon of resources for them to get employees relocated. Also, like, timeline management throughout this. So, like, you know, how are we going to do this in a way that we're not, like, rushing our employees to get down there and operational, but, you know, strategically. And still staying and making business, right? right? And still exactly. doing business, and that's what's going no on. downtime. Exactly. And that's why, you know, again, we can be a huge resource for them because we can take one less thing off their plate. You know, while they're working, worrying about the business operations and stuff like that, we can handle the relocation aspect and the office space setup and the IT setup and all of those necessary things to, uh, you know, make that transition seamless. Because again, you can't avoid the stress that is attached to this process. Absolutely. You know, it's just, it's part of it. So rather than you know, let that stress overwhelm you. And, you know, when you have that, that leads to mistakes and just uh, snowballs. Uh, we we can be that that resource to help make the transition as, as seamless as possible within reason too. you know, we're going to tell you what we see works, you know, and and again, we're working with you. If you have a quicker timeline, OK, we can work on tight timelines, but we're going to tell you what's reasonable within this timeline to happen. And again, you know, there, there's an old saying in, um, in construction, you can do things right, you can do them fast, or you can do them cheap. Mm 
Yeah. You, you, can, you can't you can, ever do all three. You can never do all right? three. That's right. So, so you know, it's, sure. it's the same thing in, in this situation, too. You know, we can make it happen in different ways, but, you know, we just need to make sure that, that we're, we're planning reasonably and, 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 you know, whatever plan we do have in place, uh, it, it's agreed upon. And, and you know, you're going to rely on us to do our job and we'll, we'll rely on you to do what's necessary on your end. So you specifically mentioned uh, Tesla. Yeah. So Tesla has a very different move, right. I would imagine, yeah. than a bank or a financial institution, right? They both have different different needs. One is a technology-based right. company, engineers, 100 employees relocating somewhere. And then uh, a bank or a finance institution could be as little as, you know, 20 at a time, depending on how they're moving branches, if branches are moving, or if it's a corporate office, you know, what the plan is for that could be as many as 500 employees or even more, thousands of employees when you deal, you know, at, at that point. So each dif- each each move is different. A hundred percent. And that's the case, whether it's just one person moving or, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a whole company. You know, every move is different. Every person's different. You have to treat everybody, you know, as an individual. And this goes when you're even working within the company. You know, some executives are going to be need more attention than others and, and, you know, are going to be moving more than others. But what's really interesting about the Tesla operation is a lot of that is industrial warehouse space, which, you know, that incorporates rigging services and, 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 and right. things of that nature right. that again are just, are, are very, very, um, important and detailed oriented processes that, you know, need to be done correctly. And whereas, you know, when you're setting up an office for Elon Musk, for example, mm-hmm. that's going to look a lot different than an office for a bank executive. You know, it's it's Correct. it's definitely a, a different type of move. And again, we have the experience with both and have the resources to service both. So you know, across the board, we can we can do what's necessary for logistically for speaking. Uh, that must be uh, very complicated. So, how do, how does it work with the logistics and the various moves? What are some things that I should consider or a, even um, any company really should consider about the logistics of, of their move. I mean, it's all about timeline management for the most part. You know, setting up a timeline from the get-go is probably the most important part. And it's and it's really understanding that, you know, because they have no idea and why would they, you know? And, and, right. it's, and, and again, you can do it fast or you can do it more long. I, I, I'm actually in the middle of, of, of performing both. I've been working with one client who is uh, I've been in communication with and getting pricing and you know coordination set up, mm-hmm. but they're not going to execute on this until later this year. Um, whereas on the on the front end of that, you know Elon Musk and Tesla, they just pretty much picked up and, and moved and said we're going to start a new operation here. And you know logistically speaking, you can get up and running pretty quickly in any market. You know while I was at uh, working in tech in, in those fields, you know I saw it myself where we were at a stage of hyper growth mode and we were looking to get into new markets. Mm-hmm. And typically what that looked like was getting a few of your top salespeople or, you know, top executives into a new market and establishing yourself there. And, you know, after a year, pretty much, you can see, okay, this is going to work. You know, now we have to start thinking about scaling. Now we have to th- start thinking about what we're going to do for office space. Are we going to be in a shared office space? Are we going to sublease? Are we going to get our own space? How many employees do we want to relocate here now? Are, are they all going to come from one city? Are we going to bring them in from different hubs and bring them here? Who's even interested? So there, there's so many variables at play. And, and logistically speaking, you know, it, it, it's just really about 
speaking with somebody like myself and then coming up with a timeline that's reasonable for all this because you know that's just the moving aspect you know when we talk about getting office furniture set up or or IT components set up you know that's uh that's a whole different ball game because now we're talking about furniture orders that are included you know four to six weeks to 12 week timelines that we need to get situated and okay you know we're going to set up this whole office uh, what is, when do we want this done by? Cause that's going to dictate what type of office furniture we're going to get. Right. Are we going to get new? Are we going to get used? You know, there, there's so many different things that go into it, but when you work with somebody like myself and, and, you know, the advanced group in OMA and all of our resources, we can make it happen. And, and we can make that very stressful and cumbersome process much easier. So that planning process, uh, how long is an average planning process for a move? I mean, obviously, it Typically depends like on how Typically, like four to many, six months. Four it, to six months. Yeah, you want to start thinking about it? Then? Yeah, okay. it's, it's pretty average. And again, you can be on either end of that. But from mm -hmm. an average standpoint, you know, four to six months. Okay. And again, you know, I'm not a commercial broker. You know, right. obviously. Actually, technically, I do have my license. I could, but I, you don't want to work with me on that. But, um, <laughs> uh, but uh you know, yeah. So you need to be working with somebody like that. And I do, I have partnered with, with brokers on that. And, you know, I, I offer a little bit of a unique, uh, component of that because what happens a lot of time is commercial mover or commercial brokers think movers know when people are moving before they do, which typically isn't the case, but I kind of do in some instances. Uh, so, you know, I can work with them and, you know, I have the network of partners in different cities. Uh, to, to help make this happen, which is really? rare. Yeah, it's yeah. rare. Yeah, so you know, it is that, rare that the advanced group would have something like that. But tell me, how do you identify this new location? Because I mean, that would be something that really needs to be looked at. Obviously, you mentioned you know there are tax implications. How fast, I guess, you can move uh, the longevity. I don't know. Tell tell me what. Yeah. How you help people identify those areas? I mean, again, it, it's really about like economic growth in these different areas and, and you know, what are seen. And, and there are other components because, you know, for example, like Miami is a good example. You know, Miami is seeing some growth, but do you really want to move your operation to Miami or do you want to do it somewhere that's maybe a little bit more strategic, like a West Palm Beach or a Tampa and, and someplace like that? You know, uh, what I found interesting about the Tampa Bay market is uh, recently the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning were sold to a new owner. And part of that deal was all of the real estate buildings surrounding the arena. And he's going to redevelop and rebuild that entire downtown area, which is gonna create a huge influx of tourism and, and, and just you know new businesses there and stuff like that. So you know, that's, that's what people have to consider. It's, and, and that's the case when you're, you're in any type of uh, you know, real estate development, and I can go off in that, but you have to kind of study the market and see what's there. You know, Austin has been on a tech boom for like sure. 20 years now. Oh, yeah. You know, South by Southwest. Just right, exactly. And, and, and But Columbus is an interesting one, too, and like Charlotte and, and Charleston, you know, these markets are well, are also, also very, very interesting in, in, in that regard, too. Um, so I read something interesting, actually, about Charleston. It's because uh, there's so many universities per square right. foot that it makes exactly. the uh, employee, um, you know, placement a lot easier. Exactly. Right? So exactly. And, and two, what you find in these areas is is like Charleston with those universities is a lot of uh, graduates. Once they graduate, they stay there. 
they don't go back home or they, you know, they don't go to different cities. Right. They'll stay in that area. And, you know, they're, they're ready to spend at least their twenties there usually. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, you know, the great, great hiring farm there. So how do you budget for such a, for such a big move? That's uh, a really good question actually, because it is expensive to, to move an operation. And well, I mean, it, we have a company here that's willing to pay their employees 20000 right. to move. So how do you budget for something like this? Right. So we can speak about this on the end of the employee and on the end of the company. So we'll start with the employee first, right? Okay. We saw this article uh, where, where a company in Silicon Valley is yes. offering $20,000 to their employees to move right right huh? there. <laughs> but but then they're going to take a pay cut too, right? That That's like yes. part of the push and the pull. Well, you know, San Francisco is so expensive right. to live that right. some of the employees the are like, I'll lower. take the 20000 yeah. and I'll move to this sub-city where, you know, it's still a little urban, right? right? It's still a little urban. It's up and coming, and it'll be a lot more economical for me to live there. Right. But one of the most important things is that is $20,000 seems like a lot to relocate. To be honest, it, that's a that's a pretty penny to give an employee to relocate. Sure. But that incorporates every aspect of your move, not just the moving company to come pick your stuff up. That's only one component. That also includes the cost of the flights, cost of you know any cars and relocations like that, cost of any hotels that you have to uh, expense while you're waiting for your movers to get there with stuff, which can First add First to last insecurity right. in most places, right? right? Exactly. So exactly. there's 20 grand right there. Exactly, yeah. So it adds up quickly, and that's why we can really help make you think in different ways that you wouldn't normally think you know that's that's where we can offer our most expertise and knowledge is is kind of being that resource you know we're not just movers you know like i mean that's that's, that's what i, I am about a mover. the advanced I, I am a mover yeah but you know i am a a strategist and a consultant in some sense um not to get too far off here but over the weekend i had a lawyer call me and um she had a client it was terrible these it, older gentleman. He's moving from uh, New Jersey to Kentucky. Last mm. move. He's retired. He's like, I just wants to get to you know Kentucky and have some fresh air to breathe. And he was working with this mover where he didn't sign a contract. He, he, he didn't like, he didn't do anything. He just let the guy come into his house and take his stuff. And no, no, I know. And, <laughs> oh, no. and the lawyer's calling me and she's like, I was like, do, you know, what's the moving. name? Yeah, yeah. I was like, what's the name of the company? So I look him up. He's not accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Like, you know, not he's fine. just some guy with a truck pretty much. And he's, you know, he didn't have a website. And so I was like, okay, this is a little, you know, troublesome from, from my point of view. But, you know, that's what you don't want to do. I, I mean, I know it sounds easy. Like all I need is somebody to come move my stuff. Just pick right, it up. Right, I don't and, have that much. Right. Anyone oh can God, come and do it, that's right? famous last words of every yeah. move. But our first words, I should say. But yeah, you know, you want to find somebody. It, you know, obviously, I prefer it's me. But anybody who is in the industry, you know, who can really help. Did you us. want to put your phone number in yeah, there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so you know, that's one component from the from the residential side. From the commercial side, budgeting. You know, not even talking about the like rent for office space or anything like that. Right. If you're really planning to move an operation that includes, and this is more common in the industrial and warehouse because with office space, you know, and furniture, you can get new or you can you can find ways to do that. There's still a budget around that, but it's right. a little cheaper. But if you're in like the industrial warehouse space and you're moving your operation, it's costly. I sure, mean, machinery, it, right, all of that. Exactly. Being moved. Yeah, and, and, and you know, dis disassembling it all, reassembling it all, uh, you know, there, there's a lot that goes into that. Sure. And, um, 
you know, again, you really need to be planning too for like a, it's an entire, it's a yearly budget, right? It's, I right. mean, obviously, you know, quarterly you'll, you'll have your, your expenses as they lead up to this, but you know, there, there is like a, a yearly budget that you need to put in place for this relocation. And uh, again, you know, we'll help really give a yearly or do you say over the course of one year? Okay, it is. Or do you say, look, it's going to cost X amount of dollars, but over the next 10 years, you would have made that up. And, you know, are there what are the different ways to to look at that move and that expense? Right. And why I say yearly, too, it's because like, you know, you're you're certainly planning to grow there, right? You're certainly planning to to develop there. So like. Take into account, okay, these are new desks. We're going to need to get new desks. We're going to need to, you know, expand our footprint. You know, we're going to need to have more uh, networking components that go into all of this. Um, All of those things, you know, maybe we're going to need to relocate more employees, Um, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, it it does need to be a a ledger on your budget, uh, you know, over over the course of the years if you do plan to grow. Really interesting. It is. It is, and it, again, nobody else thinks about this stuff besides us. So it is. So we it talked is about from the employee standpoint, right? Right, and how um, you know you help with that budget. But now, when it comes to like the office equipment, do you recommend that they sell the office furniture? Do you say you know purchase down there, reconfigure <sighs> what you have? What What is the theory behind like? that yeah i mean every company right now wants to liquidate all their furniture they're trying to sell it all yeah so i mean again that's just a market of supply and demand so if everybody's trying to sell right now you know there's not much of a demand for it so it's hard to do so again you need to be strategic about it i mean again we can help with donations where if you donate that furniture then you get a tax write-off at the end of the year, which is, you know, also very advantageous to any company. Sure, um, especially with the move expenses. Right, Absolutely. exactly, right. correct. So, and, and you know, we work with companies who specialize in that sort of thing as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't try to give that type of advice. Uh, you know, I would, I would refer them to somebody who could give give better advice in terms of office furniture. Okay. You know, I have, I know what I know, but it's, uh, I know people who know more. Right, uh, you know, so um, yeah, sure, you're only as strong as your resources. Right, right? So, correct, yeah. correct, and and, and, and again, an expert in everything. You know, we say that we have an abundance of resources. Like, I mean, I know we talked about that. Like, so you know, I, I'm I'm a good point person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, through all this, you know, especially globally, um, you know, I'd say I'm I'm up there with the best in that regard. Uh, but yeah, you know, I I have the right people who can help you, and that's what I'm doing. I mean, I'm doing that with a client right now from moving their warehouse operation from California to Texas, and they're relying on me to put them in touch with the right people in order to get this done efficiently for them. So you talk about um, everyone leaving, you know, these the mass exodus from, from the city, but um, they're really moving not only to the metro areas, you know, or other metro areas, but they're moving to smaller towns. Right. So so that is very interesting. And, and you know, we're talking about like the Joe Rogans, the Elon Musk, the executives of the world where you know, there's no expense spared when they move. But there are also a lot of people who are leaving these big cities and going back to, you know, the rural rural communities and stuff like that. And and that's really interesting as well, because I think, as we all know, you know, like uh, small town America has definitely taken a hit oh, o- yeah. over the last, you know, however many years. So we're kind of seeing that migration back there. And these are skilled workers. You know, these aren't just you know, whatever type yeah, of... Yeah, they're educated, skilled right, workers correct. that are moving. 
And, and yeah, so it, it's very interesting. They're, they're bringing new businesses and new innovative ways of thinking to these new markets, which is, which is you know, very fun. And, and again, they're creating their own ecosystem. So like, for example, Joe Rogan moving to Austin. This is just, you know, one easy example. You know, before Joe Rogan got there, Austin wasn't really known as a, as a beacon for comedians. But because he's there, he's seeing a lot of other comedians follow. And now he's opening up his own comedy store. Um, and, and, you know, we'll see what that does for, for comedy in Austin. It's going to be really interesting. But, you know, I, I've also seen articles of, of people who went to school for, you know, international trade and things of that nature. Yes. And, and then they're going back to their, you know, Minnesota towns and, and starting these organizations that are just completely unique to these areas. So it's going to be really interesting. And again, this stems back from the idea that people can work from anywhere. And, uh, you know, how is that going to help create the, you know, mid-sized cities of the future? You know, not so much just the uh, the, the New Yorks and the, the Los Angeles and the Austins, but also, you know, we mentioned the Columbuses and other areas that are, uh, you know, could see huge economic growth, you know, because of this new evolution of working from anywhere. I love the idea of sort of... Um bringing health back to yeah. like deteriorated yeah, towns it's sad. You and see, yeah. reinvigorating them. You know, uh, I loved that story. I also read that Wall Street Journal um, article that you were referencing, which was really uh, well written about the yeah. young lady who yeah. went to Tufts and, you know, she had been in Minnesota. So, and now she started her own little conglomerate right. back there. And I think that there's definitely a trend and a correlation, right, between um, the moving, uh, the pandemic, uh, and then what's happening to maybe the smaller towns where there is opportunity for growth. One, there's opportunity for growth. Two, there's opportunity to get those tax benefits that you had mentioned before. Three, there are educated and um, you know skilled workers in these areas that you can, you know, that so desperately need help. Right. And so, you know, to bring that rejuvenation back to these cities that had maybe been suffering over the last couple of four, four or more years, you know, um, I think is very interesting. So in this whole move into the smaller cities, are, are the resources that the advance group able to help within the smaller cities? hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. And again, too, and, and, and there you can be, you know, a lot more, you get more for your dollar there, certainly. So yeah, you know, we can be again, strategic about how we set you up, you know, not just from a furniture standpoint, but also from that IT component as well. And, you know, getting your network set up so that, you know, even if you wanted to be flexible with it, we, we can do that for you. And, you know, we can, uh, if you're hiring there and, you know, what if you want to do new hire incentives where, they ship a, you know, whatever, a standing desk to your house. We can help with getting that standing desk there and ordered. And, you know, we can be that third party logistic partner for you to get it all, all, you know, ordered, delivered, set up, all of those things. I think you hit it upon a really uh, important um, message, which was the technology of the mm -hmm. move and um, moving to these smaller cities right. and the requirements that uh, they may have on a technology standpoint and how the advanced group can help fill in those gaps with the technology is very um, innovative to right. me. You know, it, uh, you come from that tech background. Mm -hmm. So being able to um, use your skills and the advanced group skills into these smaller regions, I think is, is fabulous. You know, it's a, it's a great um, resource and a great, I think, advantage that the advanced group has.
It definitely is. Our, 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 technologi- our technology components are, you know, really second to none uh, at the advanced group. We, we really do have some incredible um, resources in that regard. And, you know, I credit, I credit Jeff uh, in that, in that, um, you know, area as, as well as Greg Gong, he, he Jeff, Jeff Silverstein. Jeff Silverstein. Yeah. And, uh, Greg Gong, you know, he, they've, they've set up that, that division for us. And it's, it's so imperative again, especially now with employees working at home, they still need to be up and running on the company network, right? Because right. if they're on a private network, you know, that can get hacked and then you're, you're, you're leaving all of your, you know, private information, your IP to, to, to hackers. So, you know, again, we, we can help get you set up in that regard and do a lot of different things under one roof and, and, and one contact. And also working in these rural towns and the smaller towns, I bet your operational costs, not only from a real estate standpoint, but even for your employee salaries, you know, so there are benefits within hiring and growing within those environments, which really do help, you know, the economic economics of that area as well. well. You know what's actually also interesting about that is not so much from the that is that is important as well from from a hiring and cost of living standpoint, but also from a diversity standpoint, you can really become a much more diverse company if you're looking to hire if you're capable of hiring in different cities and stuff like that because some talent pools, you know, just unfortunately are 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 skewed one way, you know, demographically. So, you know, from a diversity standpoint, you can really, really create these, these, these very diverse and unique teams, uh, you know, based on where you're hiring in different cities. It's, it's very cool. That's another evolution of all of this. Yeah. That, that we're seeing, um, that, 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 you know, could be really cool is you're opening up new opportunities for, for people who may not have had them, you know, because they're not in, in necessarily in these cities where, uh, these companies are typically headquartered. Well, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm all about diversity. Yeah, so and am I. so is the advanced group, yeah. you know, for uh, as a whole. So um, this has been really an interesting segment. I'd just like to thank you again for coming, uh, moving into the future and um, for being my co-host. It's always so fun and so interesting. It is. We do a good job. They're saying <laughs> they're saying we're the Howard Stern and Robin Quivers of uh, the moving industry. Oh, no, I don't know if I want to be known as that, but okay. <laughs> I guess I'll take what I can get. <laughs> All right. Well, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us right on theadvancedgrp.com to subscribe, or you could go to Spotify or anywhere you listen to your podcast and look up moving you into the future. So our next episode, we're going to touch on what if your company is not moving and how has the pandemic maybe affected your office space today? So please tune in for our next episode. All right, Jack, thanks so much. Thank you. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening.